Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Um, we're speaking on prophecy tonight, as it's been said. I'm tag teaming with Mark. It's a big subject. That's why they need two of us. Um, it's kind of hard for me to get up here tonight. I certainly want to make a lot of excuses as to why I couldn't. Um, this week's been a pretty hard week for me and Colleen. I got made redundant in my job. We're getting kicked out of our house. But God is good, so... Um, I'm here to spread that. So we've been touching on prophecy for the last couple of weeks, thanks Suzanne, um, and already we've learnt so much, you know, and that's only out of two chapters of one book of the Bible, really, and, you know, prophecy's talked about a lot in the Bible, like a lot. Um, in the ESV, English Standard Version, Prophecy, the word prophecy is mentioned 17 times, prophesied 38 times, prophecy 64 times, prophet 219 times, prophetess 8 times, and prophets 225 times. That's 571 times the word stemming from prophecy has been mentioned. So I think God's trying to tell us something. It's a pretty important subject, right? Maybe we should be putting some of that into practice and really studying it. So I'm just going to touch on a little bit. Sorry if it's really technical with all the numbers. I promise I'll get into practical stuff very soon. Um, I used to think that prophecy or prophesying was something that was set aside for people who were ordained or anointed specifically for that purpose and that it wasn't something the average person would do. Well, I've since learned that that's not the case. And we're all called to operate in all gifts of the Spirit. And... Um, since learning that, it's greatly affected my walk with God, in, for the better, obviously. Now, has anyone heard of Dr. Stoner? Maybe not. Um, besides the unfortunate name, he was a godly man, also a scientific and mathematical-minded man. I first learned about him from a sermon from John Bevere about 18 months ago, and um, I'll need to refer to my notes because there's some, there's some numbers here. But um, he was a professor who, in the mid-1900s, using the science of probability, set out to study the accuracy of the Bible and, and prophecies that um, took place and were fulfilled. So him and 600 science students um, examined the likelihood that any one person, Jesus, could fulfill the prophecies set out in the Bible. And they just took eight of them. Now, there's over 300 that were fulfilled, and they just took eight to start with. And they found that for the eight prophecies and the complexity of them and the way that they were fulfilled in complete accuracy, the chances of that happening was one in 100 quadrillion. That's a one with 17 zeros behind it. It's a big number. I thought that was actually a fake number before I researched it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was only eight out of the 300, you see. And so if all, all the over 300 were fulfilled, that number is almost infinite. And that, that's, just, that's just God showing, hey, I'm beyond infinite. Um, so get that number into here. <laughs> and see, the reason that I mentioned this is because actually prophecy means to foretell or foretelling. It's not um, a guess, a prediction, an estimate. It is exactly as it is or as it will be. You see? There's no maybes, there's no might, there's no probably. It is. That's why we need to be so cautious that when we bring prophecy or when we hear prophecy, 
that it has to align with the Word of God and that it comes from God. And we've got to be careful that we don't exploit what we know about the situation in the natural. You know, sometimes we might know things and it's easy for us to say, to, to act on that knowledge, but we've got to be listening to God and just operating in what God tells us, even if we know more, just speaking what God says. So how long should it take for a prophecy to be fulfilled? Well, there's no answer. You know, um, there's still prophecies in the Bible that haven't been fulfilled yet. And Shane spoke a couple of weeks ago about how he's still waiting on a prophecy to be fulfilled from many years ago. But at the same time, I had a prophecy brought to me three weeks ago, and it was fulfilled two days later, and it's being fulfilled right now as I stand on this stage. So, who can prophesy? Well, we all can. In Corinthians 14.31, it says, For all you can prophesy one by one, so that all may learn and all be encouraged. And if we jump through to 39 and 40, it says, So my brothers earnestly desire to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues, but all things should be done decently and in order. So I shared that um, I received that prophecy three weeks ago about me standing up here. And that was before I'd even been asked, so it was definitely um, something that was spoken out. And um, I've also received that same word from probably more people than I have fingers on my hands, so... I knew that that was confirmation. But one of the other people that brought that prophecy to me was my own three-year... Well, he was three-year-old at the time, son Malachi. Twelve months ago, I, I was feeling sick and I asked him to pray for me because who knows that childlike faith is the best faith, so why not go to the childlike faith source and get some? And uh, he, he prayed for me for my, for my healing, of course, with that sickness, but he also said to me that I would bring the word of God. I mean, that's powerful. I was unprompted. So it just goes to show, right? Now, the other person that gave me the prophecy was Emmanuel. Now, if that isn't an example of two very different people that can, that can operate in that, in that gift, I don't know what is. You know, and you see, that was, that was the plan of God all along, I believe. So that was a prophecy that was spoken out on the plan of God. But do you know we can also prophesy things into existence? And I'll tell you what that tell you where I got that from. Ezekiel 37, 1 to 10. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones, and he led me around among them. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and they were dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, a cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. So he didn't say, just tell the bones, speak to the bones, ask the bones. He said, prophesy to the bones. So God was actually teaching in that, in that passage that we can actually prophesy it into existence. You see, the thing is that there is, God obviously has a plan for our life, but he gave us free will. He doesn't make decisions for us. And therefore, when you have the, the, the broad plan of God, that sometimes the small details are left up to us. So I mentioned before that we need to find a new house. So we looked at a house on Friday, and what did we do? We prophesied that that is our house. We claimed it in the name of Jesus. We're speaking it into existence. Because I believe that, that God is going to provide that need, 
but how it's provided or in what form it's provided is up to us. So Colleen said to me, she said, well, what kind of house do you want? So I, I sat down and I thought about the list and I gave her a big, long list. And I thought, it's going to be pretty difficult to match this list. This one house that we found on the same day, only an hour later, ticked every box so closely to a T, I thought, maybe God just made that house an hour ago. <laughs> but you know, he knew what, what was the desire of our heart and we prophesied it into existence. I mean, that house existed in the natural, but we prophesied the need into existence. So, um, that's all I've, I've got for you now because I don't want to take up too much time. Mark's going to come up here, we're going to give a high five and he's going to finish off. But I hope that that thus far has um, really impacted you and, and spoken to your hearts. Thanks, guys. I thought we were going to do like the relay, like Usain Bolt, sprint up and grab the baton. But um, just a slow jog will do. Just want you to turn to the person next to you and say, you're really good looking. And um, don't lie, prophesy. And um, if the person next to you wasn't good looking, make sure you prophesy over them. And... Um, I actually pinched that off a different preacher. I thought it was funny. But um, hopefully you didn't prophesy over your husband or wife just then too. But why, why prophecy? Because it edifies, it encourages. And um, what I love, it's just so powerful, you know. Like if God just spoke to me that, um, you know, David's got a sore shoulder. And I go up to David and say, you know, God just showed me that you've got a sore shoulder. And, and he says, yeah, I do. It's just so much more faith there so much more powerful than him coming to me and saying, I've got a sore shoulder, can you pray for me? Yeah. You know? And it's just so powerful prophecy. And um, what uh, Michael mentioned, 1 Corinthians 14.1, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. You know, God wants us to desire to, to want to do that. And there's a scripture in um, Isaiah 61, and it, it's, it's a prophecy about... Um, later on in time, like, and we see it in Luke 4, Jesus, it's his turn to read, and he reads this scripture from Isaiah, and it was so, like, when he read it, that scripture was fulfilled, and some people there just knew that Jesus was the Son of God, and it says here in Luke 4, 18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed. You know, and I believe that verse of Scripture for us as well, that we've been anointed to preach, to heal, and to set people free in the name of Jesus. So we're, we're anointed, but it's the Holy Spirit that does the work. We, we don't take any of the glory, give all the glory to God. It's, it's God that does the work. And there's three like important things that, that stand out for me when it comes to prophecy. Number one is... We need to make sure our relationship with Jesus is priority. And, um, you know, the greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart. And number two is to love and do everything out of love. And that's the other part of the greatest commandment, to, to love God and to love others. So everything we do should be out of love. 
and to be humble, just to surrender to God and trust in Him. So what I learned about prophecy is, um, and we're just going to go through some practical stuff tonight, is that it's something you need to learn, and it's, it's not like you just magically can prophesy. It's like God wants to teach you and you learn how to do it. And anyone can do it. Like Michael shared, you know, it's not just the awesome boss pastors like Pastor Shane and he's awesome, but God can use each and every one of us to prophesy to others. And God can speak to people differently and he can speak to the same person in different ways. And um, also I think it's good to practice in a safe place, like in a prayer meeting or a home group. Just practice, you know, how to hear from God and how to give words to people. So, so how it's worked for me, um, I just found that just waiting on God, just spending time in worship, and then just asking God, you know, is there something you want to show me? And then God um, sometimes gives me a picture, and then this is where I think most people just stop there, just sort of freak out, well, what am I meant to do with that? But I think we can just ask God, what does this mean? You know, dig deeper. What does this mean, God? What do you want me to do with um, what you're showing me? You know, is there an opportunity to share that now or to share it later? And you'll just know, like the Holy Spirit will lead you when to do it. And then to give the word, I found it's um, quite a good way to share the picture, what God's spoken to you. And just know it's always going to be out of love and always encouraging. And then to, to pray about it and just trust that, you know, when you start praying, the Holy Spirit's going to lead you how to pray. So how do you know it's from God? You get a picture. That's where we can stop. We can think, well, maybe I just made that up. Um, but how do we know it's from God? You know, I just truly believe you, you feel it. You feel it in your spirit. And it's something we, we need to learn. And we're always learning. None of us are perfect. And it'll always line up with the Word of God. So... How it worked for me, I had a, f- a friend um, and we caught up every Tuesday with a few of us and we had like a prayer meeting and um, we'd just seek God and worship him and just ask him to show us what he wants us to show, what he wants to show us and, and then we just practice giving the word to each other. So I thought that was a really cool way to do it. And then I was at this um, young adult night up in Brisbane and um, I felt like God showed me this picture of a sunrise and I didn't really know what it what it meant but I was just praying you know what do you mean by that but then I just chickened out because I've never done it before and um, then there was like three other people shared about this um, sunrise and I thought far out I've like I've blown it here like I was praying to God you know I'm sorry I wasn't obedient with what you showed me but it was encouraging in a way because I felt like you know God starting to speak to me in that way and then there was another time, and there was about um, like 30, 35 people in this room, and we we're just um, having time worship and praying. And then I got this uh, picture of a baby. And this is before I was a dad, so I thought, you know, this is a bit weird. I never like think about babies, a bit weird. But I just had this picture of a baby, like in my arms, and I was just like smiling and happy. And um, I was like, this is too weird to make up. It must be from God. So I was just asking God, you know, what are you, what are you trying to say to me? And He just like dropped to me. This is how much I love you. You know, this baby 
hasn't even done anything to, to deserve or earn my love, but that's how much I love you. And, um, and everyone here, you know, and it was just that revelation of God's love. It was amazing. And, um, you know, if you're here tonight and, and you're not in a relationship with God or you are in a relationship with God, you know, God, God loves you. And he, he loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for us. We're all sinners. We're all born into sin, separate from God. But Jesus was perfect. And he came and lived on this earth without sin. And he died for us. And he took all of our sins and he paid for it on the cross. So that we could take up his righteousness and um, be in right standing with God should we believe in him and start a relationship with him. And we'll have an opportunity for you at the end of the service if, if you feel that you just want to start a relationship with Jesus and you haven't done that before. So back to the story, the baby, you know, it was a bit weird. And, um, you know, I got this picture and God uh, revealed to me about his love. That was pretty cool. But then my heart was pumping. I'm like, and they, someone said, if anyone's got a word they want to share. And I was like, well, you know, what if, what if it's not from God? What if I just made it up? But I just really felt, you know, that the Holy Spirit wanted me to share it. So I shared the picture and what God had spoken to me and then prayed about it. And I felt confident, you know, at the time that, you know, God spoke to me and he started to use me in that way. I thought it was cool. But then doubt comes in. You start thinking, well, maybe what if it wasn't, you know? What if I made it up? And, um, and then after, I've mixed all my notes up. Sorry about that. Yeah, so what happened after is um, well, I had a bit of doubt. Someone came up to me and he'd drawn a picture because God speaks to this other guy and he gets pictures and he draws it and um, I can't draw at all so um, God's gifted him in that that way and um, he came up to me and showed me the picture and you know what it was it was a baby and I was like wow and I was just so encouraged and amazed by the amazingness of God you know not that just God was starting to use me in that way but just the awesome revelation of God's love and just the confirmation was really cool and uh, we'll just get the band to come up, if that's cool. And, um, you know, that scripture, desire to prophesy. God wants us to desire it. And it's, it's an awesome opportunity to get to share God's love with people, you know. If God speaks to you and shows you something, whether it's in church or out of church, it's, it's a great way to, to reach people and encourage one another. So the three things we want to want to remember is to be in relationship with Jesus first priority and to always do it out of love and to be to always be humble and now it's God not you a wise man named Reinhard Vermeik he taught me about humility and humility equals boldness in Christ and I was thinking about you know prophecy and how we need to be humble and we just need to surrender to God because pride will tell you you can't do this you know You've made it up. And, um, you know, pride will try and hold you back. But just surrendering to God and being bold in Christ and trusting him, and um, God will do the work. So just get everyone to jump to their feet, if that's cool.
So maybe you're here and you want to start a relationship with Jesus. You come to realize that Jesus is real tonight. Um, we just want to give you an opportunity just to come down after this song and just, just say, Mark, can you leave me in prayer? Can you pray for me? Or want to start a relationship with Jesus? I want to give you that opportunity tonight. And we just want to hand this meeting to the Holy Spirit tonight. And what we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to worship God now. The team here are going to lead us in worship. And I want to challenge you. I want you to just seek God and ask him if he wants to show you something tonight. Just ask God, what do you, what do you want to show me? Do you want to show me something? If there's, is there something you want me to share to the people here or a certain person here? And you can just come down during worship and just come and let me know what it is and we'll do that straight after this song. And, um, you know, if, if you need to leave after this song, you're free to leave. But I just really want to encourage you, just seek God and just ask him, you know, if you, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Do you want to use me tonight? And um, so, Lord, we just, we thank you for tonight, Lord. We thank you that um, what you've shown us, what you've taught us about prophecy tonight, Lord. And we just ask that you'll speak to us, Lord, to show us anything it is that you want to show us, Lord, tonight. And we just trust in you tonight, Holy Spirit. We trust in you. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name.